stories reveal the heart of God for sinners, like the triplet of parables found in Luke 15. With the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, we see God's heart to bring sinners home to Himself. And to demonstrate His great love for sinners, God gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become His sons and daughters by faith. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study Luke 15. What an amazing time we've had studying in Luke chapter 15, the, the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost boy. But today we conclude our study uh, with the closing verses of Luke 15, and I think the most neglected part of Jesus' story. It's the part we really don't like to talk about, frankly. It's the elder son. Verse number 25 of Luke 15 begins this way, Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And by the way, I love that expression, safe and sound. Isn't that beautiful? Well, the time you find this in Scripture, he's not just found, he is sound. The word means healthy, he's well. You'd think the brother would be happy, but he's not. In verse 28, and he was angry. And would not go in, therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this, thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. We end with the same emphasis, but sadly, we find a man who missed out on it. I've often said, I think he's the most angry young man in the Bible. You know, his brother, the prodigal, was miserable and broken and empty, but the elder brother, you'd have to describe with this word, angry. He was angry. Did you know sometimes those who never leave home are the angriest? I mean people who, who stay in church or who live moral lives or who outwardly do all the right things but miss God. They're the angriest. They're bitter. Sometimes those who never leave home are already gone in their hearts. Another prodigal. And in time, it always comes out. Oh, you can blame somebody else for your anger if you want to. But something is wrong with your own heart, you see. Here is a young man who kept his father's law, stayed in his father's house, did his father's work, enjoyed his father's riches, and somehow missed his father's heart. I would argue that he too is a picture of the lost. Do you remember how the whole chapter started? The publicans and sinners on one hand, the Pharisees and scribes on the other. This is directed towards the Pharisees and the scribes. The worst way to be lost is to be lost in religion. Religious but lost. That's who this young man pictures. And why? Why did this particular young man miss home? For several reasons. First of all, he had the wrong view of himself. Did you see all the emphasis on himself? I, I, me, I, my. <laughs> you know, when you start comparing yourself to the publicans and sinners and thinking that you're good and you're worthy, you've missed the whole point. Sometimes we think we're good because of what we haven't done, the sins we haven't committed, and we just we forget 
that it's not about what we have or haven't done. It's all about the grace of God. Get your eyes off of yourself and on the Lord. He not only had the wrong view of himself, he had the wrong view of his brother. There's resentment, a root of bitterness here. He, he doesn't even call him his brother. He says, thy son. <laughs> he, won't even, he won't even claim him. Oh, at times we look at sinners and we get so annoyed and aggravated with them, but, but for the grace of God, we would have done the same thing. Do we really think God loves us better than he loves them? He had the wrong view of himself. He had the wrong view of his brother. He had the wrong view of sin. He says here that his brother had devoured his living with harlots. How did he know that? He hadn't even talked to his brother yet. He didn't know what the brother had done in the far country. Could he have been telling on himself? Telling on his own lust and his own desire? You see, it's interesting. But he didn't see his brother come home in rags. He only saw him in the robes. And sometimes you look at people and you don't see what, what sin did in their lives, what a wreck it made of them. You only see them on the other side of the grace of God. The devil works hard to only show you one attractive side of sin and not uh, the effects of sin. Don't miss the terrible hurt and pain that sin has brought. So he had the wrong view of himself, the wrong view of his brother, the wrong view of sin. He had the wrong view of life. He actually thought that somehow his father owed him as if being his son was not enough. I remember my wife saying to me one day, talking about what God had done in her family early on when she was a little girl, her dad and mom being saved out of a life of sin. And she said to me, Christian young people today just don't realize what they're missing out on. That's the whole point. There's a lot of people who think they're missing out on something. Yeah, you're missing out on brokenness and sin's destruction. The same thing that drove the prodigal away, drove bitterness into this brother's heart, the thought that they were somehow missing out. Friend, the only thing you're missing out on is evil. That's it. Old Gypsy Smith said, Men, listen, God has done wonders for you, but don't forget he did more for this gypsy boy than for all of you put together. He saved me before I got where you did. I like that. The greatest testimony is not that you were saved out of some terrible life of sin, but God saved you before you ever got to that point. So here's a young man with a wrong view of himself, the wrong view of his brother, the wrong view of sin, and the wrong view of life. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he had the wrong view of the Heavenly Father. When you have the wrong view of God, you see everything else the wrong way. This boy took his father for granted. He missed all the blessings that were his. Can I tell you what is the, the cure for lust? Gratitude. Because when you start being thankful for God's good gifts, you won't want some cheap substitute. Now, here's a young man who had all the work but none of the joy. He's standing on the outside looking in, willing only to hear secondhand reports and missing the joy of it all. Oh, don't let that be you. Now, don't be miserable in your religion and miss what God is trying to do in your life and in the lives of other people. There's a little phrase here. The father comes out. I love this. You see the wonderful father yet again, don't you? Still loving, still teaching. Here's the father rushing to him just like he rushed to his younger brother. You see God's love in all this. And what does he say? All that I have is thine. It changes everything. Realize who he is and what you have in him. This was the phrase that changed Amy Carmichael's life. She heard D.L. Moody preach on this text. All that I have is thine. And it stirred her. She thought, if I have all of this from God, what am I giving him? And she decided to give her life to God. Oh, dear one, what more do you want than who God is? You know, there's no end to the elder brother story. You choose the ending. 
You choose it. He thought he was missing out on the Father's best. He, he thought he was missing out on the far country. He truly was missing out on the blessing that was right in front of him. You choose the end of the story. How will you respond to Christ? I don't know all the way that the publicans and sinners and the scribes and Pharisees in Luke 15 responded to him, but I know how I want to respond. I want to agree with God. I want to be grateful for the grace of Christ. I want to see myself as an unworthy sinner and Jesus as a wonderful Savior. Would you do the same today? Would you come home in your heart right now? If you've never been saved, come home to God. Come to him now. Repent and believe the gospel. Put your faith in Christ alone, and he will bring you into God's family and take you to God's house forever. And if you're a Christian, full of anger and bitterness, missing the grace and joy of Christ, would you humble yourself right now and acknowledge who you are and where you would be if it wasn't for the Lord? Would you come home to the Lord? Would you realize the Father is searching for you as well? I say, my friends, there's no place like home because home is where God is. Come home to God today. The only time in Scripture when God is in a hurry is when He is pursuing sinners. Thank God for His heart for us and may many more sinners come home to Him. Each week, Scott works to provide helpful resources for you. And one of those resources is his weekly devotional articles on a wide array of subjects, from helps to the family, current events and trends, daily Christian living, and much more. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and subscribe to the newsletter so that these helpful resources will come straight to your inbox. We are grateful to have you join us each week. And may God bless you today as you enjoy the journey.